Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice and how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. God just said, worship me, take some time, spend some time with me, and just praise me. Stay tuned to hear other ways to find hope through rest from Melanie Red. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. Melanie Red has a message of hope through rest, and I need that, don't you? Her book, Just Rest, and her previous devotionals has this message running through them, that God is all you need even as we go through our most difficult trials. Here's Melanie. Melanie, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about hope and about rest, because like right about now, I'm feeling like I'm needing some rest. (laughs) Absolutely, Yvette. It is so good to be with you today. Well, Melanie, thank you. You are an author. You have a new book coming out. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, blogger. I love your blog posts. You've got some great resources. And so I think we're going to, we're going to share all that with the audience today. Um, But I always like them to get to know you a little bit more. So tell us a little bit about your background and your faith walk. Absolutely. Um, Well, I'm one of those people that's blessed that I grew up in a Christian home and I grew up going to church. I don't remember not being at church. Uh, They said I was there from the time I was about six weeks old. (laughs) And so, um, but I came to a saving knowledge of Jesus when I was 11 years old. I was just sitting in a service. I had been in in Sunday school and in Bible studies and and in the church, but I did not know him personally. And Mm. I remember a man was talking about that if he were to die, would he go to heaven? And I just got curious and I came under conviction and I realized that I didn't know. I went to church, but I didn't know the Savior. Mm -hmm. And so when I was 11, that's when I came to faith in Christ and I realized I needed a Savior. And that's when my faith journey began. You know, just at church today, my church announced that 70 uh, young people uh, committed their lives to Christ. And I think that 
before before I really started going to this church, I did not think about young people being able to make a conscious decision to give their lives to Christ. I mean, for I'm, I'm like you. I've been going. I was going to church forever. Always a believer. It took me a little bit longer, I think, to realize how that relationship could be like richer and deeper. But yeah, like you, I don't remember a time I didn't go. But um, it, it's it's really great to hear that if we provide young people the opportunity, they can make a conscious decision to give their lives to Christ. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what's really sweet. I, I think God, he has perfect timing. Uh, but there was a girl, I was a um, seventh grader, and there was a senior that reached out to me, a girl, and she said, I'd like to mentor you, disciple you. And so we met on Wednesday nights at our church in the stairwell. And I just vividly remember, and she taught me about prayer and how to have a quiet time and about purity and how it'd be best if I saved my purity for marriage. And she just told me everything. I was 12. (laughs) And and she she poured into my life and it made such a difference. And then I can tell you when I was 15, I was at church camp and I felt God called me into ministry. And I, I just can clearly remember walking to the front of that campgrounds and talking to that camp pastor and knowing that God had called me to minister to women when I was 15 years old. So I'm a big believer in teenagers getting serious about their relationship with Jesus. Wow. And that 17, eight year, 18 year old young woman was talking to you, your 12, your 11, 12 year old self. Wow. Yes, it was yeah. a gift. And I, I've just, God's done that. He's put these older, wiser, godly women in my path all of my life. I still look for them and I'm not near as young as I used to be. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think there's just something about the fact that we can grow so much from learning from someone who's walked a little further than us. Absolutely. And I notice on your website, you have a tab, one for mom and one for wife. And I think that's interesting because I think a lot of us may introduce ourselves and say we're a wife or whatever. Um, but you've got two tabs there. And I wondered, I wondered why you wanted to do that. Oh, that's such a good question. Well, I'll tell you this. My husband's a pastor. And so I am a pastor's wife. And to me, that's a whole other role. Yes. Than- and then just being a wife and mom. I feel like that's an, another part of our ministry. We've been in ministry for 25 years, full time. Um, but then I have two grown kids that have come back to live at home. And so they're adults. And so I'm kind of mom again. <laughs> and so I feel like I wear, those are both hats. I think they both count as a category. <laughs> yeah, they both so, deserve their own tab, sure. right? <laughs> so, so yes, I gave them both the category uh, because I, I think they, they go together, but they are very separate roles that all women have to play. We are yeah. a wife to a sweetheart, but we also are mom to our kids. Absolutely. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. So this season, we are talking about walking alongside the Lord in our daily life. I mean, I really want people to... Um, to think about being open to his inspiration, like every day, like in the car, just wherever you're going, right? Um, I love the fact that you focus on hope and that you focus on rest. So are there any, you know, can you think of any uh, ways that that you have done that? I imagine being a pastor's wife and raising those kids up in the church, 
you probably have had some times when you when you walked with, you know, walked with God. But I think a lot of people think it has to be in church or it has to be at some special convention or occasion. But like, but I, but I think, you know, when we look in the Bible and the Israelites, I mean, they had, it was just a day-to-day relationship with the Lord. And I, and this season, I really want to focus on that and the joy that that gives us and fills us with. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about when you were asking that about the verse, James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm -hmm. And so often I tell ladies when I talk to, I get to speak to groups and I email with a lot of ladies. They, they email me and tell me they're struggling. And one of the things I say is just move closer to him, find a way to get a little closer, press in a little closer. And, and it can be in Bible study. It can be in prayer. It can be in journaling. One of my favorite ways I'll tell you during all the crazy that has been the last few years in our country, one of my favorite ways has become worship music. And um, I I can tell you somewhere in 2020, when I had had enough, (laughs) it was like, God just said, worship me, take some time, spend some time with me and just praise me. And so I started this practice and I still do it almost every day. Uh, But I, for a while, for about two years, I did it every single day. I took my phone, put my earbuds in and I found my favorite praise song and I would go in the closet, usually by myself. (laughs) Uh, My dog became kind of part of this. It's kind of funny. I have a big Australian shepherd and he thought he was praying too, but I would go in the closet and crank up the music by myself and have at least four or five minutes of just looking up to heaven and recognizing there is a God and I need him. And when we worship there's something sweet about it. It's like, um, I heard one, one guy say, I guess it was a pastor. He said, Satan's allergic to praise. And so when there is loud, triumphant praise, he moves back. But the Bible also says God inhabits our praise. And so when we start, you know, lifting up praise to him, um, I believe God draws in closer. And so if people are not feeling close to him and, and they don't know where to begin, I would say, find you a praise song. I had the same one. There's a, there's a song by song that's called Awake My Soul and Sing. Mm-hmm. And I just had the words to that song, just Awake My Soul and Sing. For weeks, that was my song. And I don't know any other way to describe it, except as I drew close to God in praise, I sensed his presence close to me. And so that's a simple way to start. And, and I would say anybody could do that. I love that because God gave us music and there's lots of different kinds of music. And we've seen lots of different variations of music, pop, rock, grunge, hip hop. We have had lots of different kinds of music, but he gave us music. And that seems to be like what you just said, pretty easy and simple to do. But I think sometimes we don't even really think about it. Uh, I have a favorite song um, and I have lots of songs, but I had Oceans play at my wedding. Um, it was funny because it was actually held on a beach and I was walking down and the waves were making so much noise. I couldn't hear the music until I like got right there, <laughs> but I yeah. knew, I knew it was playing, knew it was um, playing. but yeah, I can see that. I love the fact that you were in the closet sometimes with your baby, with your dog. Um, I probably off offline need to talk to you a little bit about that breed of dog. My, my husband is interested in that kind of breed of dog. And I'm like, I don't know. That dog may have too much energy for me, but <laughs> let's talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, love yeah, but it. you know, praise music, praising God and praise music. I, another thing I love to do, and it's a music thing as well, is if you can't sleep at night, a lot of women say they wake up in the night, instead of turning on Netflix or or getting on your phone to, to do texting or check Instagram, whatever you would do, I encourage people, find you some music that doesn't have words. I like to do this, and I'll turn mm. on 
like all, most of the music channels have a free way to do this. I, I go on Spotify and there's, I have a free account, but I'll put in hymns, like instrumental hymns, mm-hmm. and I'll turn it on kind of quiet. And I'm amazed at how many words I remember to those songs. And as, I, as, the, as that music kind of washes over me, there's peace. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that I encourage, especially women to do. If you're waking in the night or you're struggling, get you some music that is, you, you can have it with no words, just instrumental. But there's something about hearing great is thy faithfulness or on Christ, the solid rock I stand. And, and I remember the words. So it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. So tell me how you settled on hope as your, as your message, as your testimony. How, you know, how did God bring you to that? I think it's interesting. I wrote an Instagram post about it today. Um, My name, Melanie, means resolute courage, or it means to instill hope. And I don't think that my parents made a mistake by naming me that because my spiritual gift is exhortation or encouragement. Mm. And so I think in dealing and being in ministry all these years and seeing hurt and seeing people struggling, one of the things I love to do is I love to share scripture. I love to share the words to good music. Um, I love to share words of hope and devotions. And that's just be kind of become my thing the last almost nine years. <laughs> and a lot of times on social media, all I put up is one verse. Now I may put it in a more current translation, but I'll put one word of hope with a great picture. Mm -hmm. Um, that relates to that. And that seems to bring hope Um, because really all we have is we can pray for people. We can give them the word. (laughs) We can give them a word of hope, but that that's really where hope began is I just naturally am an encourager. My kids call me rainbows and butterflies and they say that I'm, you know, I see that my cup is always full. (laughs) And so it just fits with the ministry that because of the way God put me together, I want to share hope with people that are discouraged. I love that. And, you know, one thing we talk about is, I think, people's misunderstanding of what the definition of, at least the Lord's definition of joy really is. And so, because, you know, people are like, well, I'm not joyful. I don't, I'm not happy all the time. But like, that's not what we're talking about. You know, you can still find the joy of the Lord in sad times. How do we apply hope to that? Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting. I was on an, I was interviewed not very long ago by a girl that was um, talking about mental health and we were, she named everything that would give you better mental health. And there's a lot of things you can do to feel better, mm-hmm. but I told her, and I believe this to be true. The only place we can go for real hope and real joy and for real um, security in the middle of a time where we're struggling is to go back to Jesus Christ. He is our hope. Um, in Hebrews, we find that he's our anchor. I mean, we could go through all of his names and talk about, but I, I've just found that he's the hope. And when I'm discouraged, it's hard to explain if you've never been there, if you don't know him, but to know him and to get close to him is to experience hope, no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just want to add as someone who's had, um, mental health difficulties in my family, um, the Lord provides a lot of resources. So you, we, you know, I don't think you're saying like, don't go to the doctor, but it's still, you have to come back to him to understand he's providing those resources and on him, you can find hope even through those hard times. As I say, you can find joy through those hard times. Yes. And oh, very definitely. If you need to do something else, if you've seen a counselor, great. If there's a medication that helps you, great. But I also tell people the in the deep recesses of your heart, when you're mm-hmm. by yourself, especially 
there is only one person who truly can fill the void because he created it. <laughs> and so we go, we go back to the one that fills the void uh, because he's the one that brings the deep and fulfilling and long lasting hope. hundred percent, hundred percent. And of course he is the great healer, but you know, we, you know, and I we were talking about this uh, recently about timing and timing looks very, very different for us as maybe how God looks at timing. And so it can seem like nothing is happening and it very much can, and maybe in our viewpoint, nothing is happening, um, but it's his timing. And there's, there's always something working in the, in the background. And we just have to, we have to praise him during this time. We have to have the hope in him um, to know that it may seem like we are sitting on a crowded parking lot, a park, you know, not a parking lot, but a, an expressway that seems like a parking lot. Cause it seems like nothing is happening and know that just keep on living this life, keep on praising him and keep on having hope in him. Yes. Yeah. And I, and, you know, I think we just go back to the thought that he is closely behind the scenes, even when we can't see him. I love the John Piper quote, and I'm going to not get it exactly right, but it goes something like this. That's okay. God you can is- paraphrase. You can paraphrase. <laughs> okay. Paraphrase. He says, God is always doing 10,000 things in our lives, and we can see about three of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I sometimes wonder if, if he peeled back the heavens and we were able to really see what he was doing, if it would just freak us out. <laughs> and so maybe he doesn't let us know, but I, I believe faith is where we trust. He's at work even when we don't see his hand. We know that something is masterfully going on because all of a sudden things will work out. We've all seen it happen all of a sudden. There's the money we need. All of a sudden, there's the job. All of a sudden, there's the new friend, whatever the issue might be. And he's been at work for months or maybe years in a situation, and we don't see it until it gets to the to the end. Absolutely. So in the midst of this focus on hope and your, and your hope ministry, actually, you know, before I ask this other question, tell us about hope ministry. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of fun. Somebody asked me the other day how it started. Um, I went back to school. My husband works at a seminary that also has a college. And so I went back and got my master's in education um, a few years ago. And when I guess it's been almost nine years. And when I graduated, I had a job with a local college, Christian college, but they didn't get their funding. And so I was jobless. Mm. And and my sweet husband said, why don't you start that blog you've been wanting to do? And at the time, everybody was blogging. This was before I, I had never heard of podcasting. And this it was kind of the thing to write these little articles on a, on a website and share it with everybody. And so I started uh, nine years ago with a blog. And I started with social media. And we called it Ministry of Hope. And that was the goal. Everything was about hope. And the fun thing that happened from that is I I would put these little devotions on Instagram and on Facebook and a publisher found me through my devotions. They were stalking my Instagram and I had no idea. And I always tell people, see, you don't know what somebody's up, what God's up to or what anybody else is doing. You just keep being faithful. And so for a long time, I just wrote devotions and wrote blog posts and spoke to groups and minded my own business. (laughs) And then God started opening the door and I've written four books in four years. And so it's been crazy, four devotional books with different publishers. And none of that I did anything to do except I just showed up and and kept doing what I felt like God was calling me to do. Mm, Wow. So hope hope is your jam. So we know that. But now we're seeing you also talk about a very important subject, and that is rest. 
We all are going 100 miles a minute. Even, even I would say even during COVID, when it seemed like we slowed, we slowed down. But if anyone was like me, we may have physically slowed down, but we started doing stuff in our heads. And we started, I started a podcast. People just started doing stuff, right? So you have also now are talking about rest and the importance of that and why we need that. So tell us how that came to be. You've got a great resource uh, book on your website and in your new book that's coming out is about this topic. So tell us why this is important to you, why you're writing about it. Uh, well, it's it, this is kind of fun. I, I had a lady reach out to me. I have done three devotions in, in the last three years, and one of them was for teenage girls. And so she saw that devotional and, and it's done really well. I, evidently there was a need for a devotional for teenage girls. And so I have friends now that are all 14 and 15 and 17, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but she saw that book and she said, I have a daughter who's in college. And she said, I'm seeing from not so much her daughter, but from being around all the college age girls, that the anxiety level, the stress level, the fear the depression, and even some suicidal thoughts. She said, the girls, especially young women are really struggling. I mean, we're all struggling, but our kids, this has been especially all the craziness of the last few years, I believe has taken its toll on our children, even our young adult children, maybe more than it has us because we actually have experience to attach to and say, this will pass and we will survive, but they're still young enough where this is major, all that's happened. And so, it's, it's interesting because she came up with the idea of a book called Just Rest. And she asked me to write devotions, three months worth, 90 days, about how to not be afraid and not to be so anxious. And so that's kind of where the idea was born. And then uh, the cool thing with this is I began to write. It was about this time last year that I started putting it all together. I felt like God was leading me instead of just saying, don't fear, don't be afraid, <laughs> Don't be nervous. Don't worry. I mean, you know, I could have done that for 90 days, uh, but instead of just sort of a cheerleader kind of a devotional, I felt like he led me to start studying, especially in the Old Testament, names of God that would be encouraging. So, for example, if you're feeling alone, one of the names or characteristics, some are characteristics of God, is that he never leaves you. He is always with you. When you feel like nobody notices you, another name of God is that he sees you. And so it became a great project. I began to read every book on the names of God and meanings of the names of God. And mostly it's Old Testament, but all the verses, for the most part, have to do with the trait of God. So that when we're afraid or we're anxious or we're sad, that we can look back up to heaven and remember who God is and that he will take care of us. And so that's really the essence of the book. It's not technical in the sense that it doesn't go into long descriptions, but it's practical. And I, my prayer is that young women especially, but it's not just for young women, but especially the young women will get to it. They'll read and they'll realize God does care about me and he wants to be involved in my life and I can trust him. So good. So you do a lot. Why do you do all this? <laughs> you know, I, I can't stop. Um, I just feel compelled because I feel like God's done so much for me. And I have such um, a heart to encourage, especially women. I just feel like God has called me to help women to begin to walk in peace and joy and victory. And I've spent the last 25 years doing that. And, and I want to spend the next 25 or however long he gives me 
um, continuing on. There is such joy in watching someone, especially I work with women, but watching someone begin to realize God adores me and I can have a great relationship with him. Mm. So as a pastor's wife and ministering to women, uh, I imagine that you've seen lots of different examples of God's love. Can you think for a minute, and we'll give you a minute, and tell us a time when you felt God's just overwhelming love in your life? I, I could think of several, <laughs> but I can especially remember as a young woman, um, I am one of those firstborn people pleasing, uh, raise the bar, how high do you want me to jump kind of a girl's. And I can remember vividly um, after my second child was born, I was in my 30s. We were uh, we had moved. We were living in the Atlanta area and I was really struggling. And it was when I was struggling and when I was sad and when I was having a hard time, my husband was working some long hours. It was before we went in the ministry. Um, I just began to understand through some people God put in my life that God just loved me. There wasn't a bar. <laughs> there wasn't anything to jump to. And I, even though I've been in church, I don't think I'd ever comprehended the amazing love of God that we can't make him love us. He won't love us less. <laughs> we can't do anything to make him love us more. It's not a competition. There, There's nothing to earn. It's just a free gift. And I don't, I begin to just barely grasped that in my 30s. And it's been a journey ever since then. It's been this really fun ride to realize God just loves me. God just loves me. And I, I say that a lot. He is for me. He is with me. He he loves me. And it, I, I knew it. I've been singing it since I was a child. But there was something about getting to a low place and getting to a sad place and a hard place where it was like God broke through and began to show me, I just accept you and love you right now as you are. There's no performance. And sometimes it takes us getting to that low place because we can say, I, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. But until you get to the place where you may even question, I've messed up and he can't love me now, or I haven't. I have been taking his love for granted. So maybe he doesn't love me anymore. I mean, it, it takes us getting to that place to really, if if we begin to seek, to really know, no, he does. He really does. I and, and I never need to doubt that again. Yeah. You know, I talk to women often and they will tell me in their worst moment, in their lowest moment is when they fell in love with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I have one friend, her husband was a pastor. And he was unfaithful and he had an affair with another woman and she decided to stay with him. But she said that in those years after, and she said it was several years before she was okay and whole again and, and trusted him again. But she said in those days that were really hard, especially right after she had a, an older woman in her life. And she said, we're going to get on our faces. They opened their Bibles and they laid on the carpet and they would pray and cry out to God. And she said, I fell in love with Jesus in the darkest days of my life. She said, it's like he became real when I was just broken. And I, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. We find Jesus to be real when we need him to be real, when we really are desperate for him. Mm -hmm. And we realize at that moment, I think that all that time when we were looking for something, it was, and we found him, we found him in the middle of it. And you know, yeah. he's enough. He is enough. I, yeah. I think we look everywhere else and then we go, well, I might need to pray. <laughs> and it's amazing when we cry out, 
Uh, I love the psalm. I can't tell you the exact chapter, but it says he bends down to listen when I pray. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes he's like, did you, oh, did you call me? Because <laughs> I'm coming down. <laughs> uh, love it's, it, a love sweet, it. it's a sweet thing. It is. Yeah. Yes. Now yes. You, you mentioned, uh, it might've been Joshua. You mentioned the uh, scripture early. Do you have a signature scripture that you like to fall on? You know, I think one of my favorites is Psalm um, in Psalm 118, where it says, the Lord is for me. I believe it's either verse six or verse eight, but it says, the Lord is for me. I will not fear. Mm-hmm. And I had a mentor that said, you need to remind yourself of that often. The Lord is for me. She said, when you walk into a hard situation, say to yourself, the Lord is for me. <laughs> and, you know, when, when when you're struggling, remind yourself, the Lord is for me. And so that one has stuck with me, that little phrase. Um, I also love Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, uh, that are, you know, plans for your good, and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. I love that one. I could name you a bunch, but those are a couple of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. But I'm excited about it. I think what's made this one really sweet is this. it's a verse in a devotional. There's a prayer time. There's also a place for you to interact. And so we spent a lot of time coming up with ways to take it and use it. Um, but my favorite section is probably I have a really good friend and uh, we're from different denominations and uh, we have a lot of fun. But she told me she is really big on declaring things out loud. She said, you need to hear yourself declaring truth. And so I actually every devotion has a place called a declaration where they're supposed to out loud say something. So, for example, on the one where you're in Psalm 118, I believe I did use that verse where it says the Lord is for me. They have to say that. I believe that God is for me. You know, he is He is with me and they have to say it out loud. And so every day there's going to be one of those. I believe that God sees me. He notices everything that's going on in my life and, and so on. And so I'm I'm really excited about that. I love that because I someone once told me, and I do it sometimes, but I should do it more often, to uh to and psalms work particularly well for this to read them and to put to put yourself in you know your you know say i or me or whatever um in that and it can make it more personal yeah well, we pray that way too sometimes it's really sweet to to take and that's kind of where the prayers are in this too the prayers mm-hmm. kind of take the verse that they've read and the thought that they've read and put it into prayer form yeah. You know, and so I love doing that. I like pe- putting people's names in my prayers that come from a verse. And so, you know, there is something sweet about personalizing it because it makes it real to you. The book is on Amazon. They can go ahead and pre-order and just pray that the shipping you know, comes through. And I'll also send you, I've got a really cool resource that I put together. Uh, I was on a, pod- a podcast a couple weeks ago and I, we talked for 45 minutes and my sweet host asked me, I bet she asked it 15 different ways. She said, well, how do we rest? How do we find more rest? And I decided that at the end of that, I had a hundred ways to rest. I actually have 101 ways to experience more rest. And so this is just a free, um, it's a printout for people. And I'll give you the link. Maybe you can put it in your show notes. And if yes. they want to come over to my site and get it. But what I found in talking to people is we need rest in every way. We need it mentally. We need it spiritually. We need it emotionally. We need it in our relationships. And so this is just practical things. Like I'll tell you what's on here. Actually lie down for five minutes uh, for five minutes and rest. <laughs> take a walk, take a walk outside, draw a bubble bath and soak in it. Have your nails done by someone else. 
I mean, it's just things like thing after thing after thing, and they could check it off and actually start doing some of these things. So I thought it'd be fun to put it on paper. So I have that if any of your listeners would like to have a copy of that. No, that's great. And you and I were talking a little bit about that earlier. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad you gave us a few. What's maybe the most unique one or crazy one on there? Oh, wow. Um, well, I could tell you one that we did recently. Uh, and I don't know that I'd recommend this, but we are we we lost power uh, about a month ago. We, we had a really crazy ice storm and we lost power for a couple of days. And so we got a board game out and played by candlelight and flashlight. So that, that actually was hilarious. We played Trivial Pursuit in the dark. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. But I tell people like here's, you know, one of the ones somebody told me that they were going to do is they were going to start an art project. So that's not crazy, but maybe take a class. I have a friend, she and her husband are taking sculpting because they they wanted to do something new. And so there's something about us as humans where we need something new and something fun and not everything has to be serious. Um, here's one that may challenge all of your listeners Put your cell phone away at seven at night and don't get it out until the next morning. Mm. <laughs> that would be a challenge, right? <laughs> that's a that's a challenge because when I do that, my niece always calls, Auntie, you never pick up the phone. I'm like, well, I was I put my phone away. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you know, one that I put that was fun. My husband just got one of those toothbrushes that has the battery. And and I was like, um, have your, you know, get you a new toothbrush. And enjoy brushing your teeth again. I mean, just simple things like that. Little um, things that we just don't, we just don't think about little pleasures. Yes. Yes. And maybe give yourself permission because we're finally, I feel like we're all finally taking a collective deep breath and realizing that we might survive <laughs> and life <laughs> might go on. Yeah. And so it's probably time to start living again. And I think a lot of people have put life on hold for about two years. And so some of this is just things like enjoy a great salad, get out and walk, play with the dog, play with the kids, read a new book. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not it's not earth shattering, but I bet if you looked at the list, um, you might enjoy something you hadn't thought about enjoying in a long time. Yeah, I was just going to say, or you've done it, but it's been so long ago. You're like, oh, I should do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was well, fun to do. Yes. Well, I know people can find you at at uh, melaniered.com and womenlivingcourageously.org. Uh, where else can they find you on social? Well, you just look for my name and it's, it is kind of hard to spell, but it's Melanie Red, R-E-D-D. And I love to connect with people. So I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'd love to meet your listeners. And so find me and let me know where you heard me and let's connect because I think it's so much fun. I think it's like an early taste of heaven to make friends online. And oh. so, you know, I do. I, and we meet in person and then we realize, hey, we have Jesus in common <laughs> and it just makes it like we're old friends. Oh, wow. I love that. A little taste of heaven to meet people online because most people, I shouldn't say most, a lot of people don't think about meeting online that way. Um, but it's a it's a tool. It's a technology that he's given us and because he gives us everything and we need to take advantage of it and, and use it in that way. So, no, I love that. That's great. Yes. Well, I've made a lot of good friends online and I've met them in real life. My husband thought we were crazy. We met a couple few years ago that I knew online. I'd met her. We had been in some Facebook groups together and and talked on the phone and we met for dinner, the four of us. And all the way, my husband's like, where are we going? <laughs> Who are these people? We had the best time. And so there is something sweet about and, and you know, technology makes it where we really can connect with other people. 
I agree. Melanie, thank you so much for being on the show today to give us hope that that we can go on even during the, the tough times and to help us remember that we need to give ourselves permission to rest. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. And go to amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop.